It's the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. Not quite your favourite podcast, but you don't mind it, do you? You don't mind when a wee episode drops into your feed, and here is another one, I suppose. So, uh, if you're a long-time listener to the show, you'll know that we talk about Rangers of Shadow Deep quite a lot on this podcast, and this episode's no exception. I think we've been planning a game of Blood Moon since pretty much before werewolves were even invented and uh, recently we got together and had that game. The big problem is we totally misinterpreted a major rule and didn't actually get to finish it. So I'll just let you hear it, you know, I'll let you go through the the process and the experiences we did. Uh, If you're familiar with this particular scenario in Rangers of Shadow Deep, you'll you'll know straight away what we've done wrong. And if not, it'll be a bit of a, um, it'll keep you in suspense, I suppose, till the end and then I could put you out your misery. Uh, Or maybe you'll just figure it out quicker than we did. But anyway, let's dive in and talk about Rangers of Shadow Deep Blood Moon. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Robert. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure and an honour. So we're talking on this episode about uh, our favourite game, Rangers of Shadow Deep, and in particular, um, what what do they call Blood Moon? The, the official title for it is a, I think it's a micro supplement. Micro supplement. Yes. Uh, is that a, is that a common term in, in sort of RPG games at all? More in uh, gyms, I think. Um, mm. But no, I've not heard of micro supplement. No. It's a suppository, a gaming suppository. Um, so yeah, Blood Moon, Blood Moon, uh, how I would describe this, we're going to dive into it, but how I would describe it, a lycanthrop Cluedo. How do you how do you like that? Oh, nice. Yeah, I hope that candlestick's made of silver. See what I did there. Hi, where are we going to put the candlestick? <laughs> um, right up the werewolves. That's the second reference to going up there, isn't it? Um, very early in the episode. <laughs> so... That's worth telling your counsellor. So Blood Moon, Blood Moon, we've played, uh, well, for a bit of background, if you're new to the show, and if you are, I'm really sorry about that that start to the, the podcast, but if you're new to the show, we do um, we do partake in the odd game of Rangers of Shadow Deep. We've played, I think we've played maybe about four scenarios so far from the main book. Um, yeah. We've taken on spiders, gnolls. Uh, the odd zombie, I would imagine, and then we had a wee game of Frostgrave, didn't we? actually fought each other so yeah that um, was a lot of fun that was our last game it was it was quite some time ago now and uh, it was time to to dust the rangers down again and get them back out there and uh, take on some werewolves so blood moon this is um i think when i interviewed the creator joe mcculloch back in the day on this podcast i think he did refer to this as his favorite um, expansion or micro supplement, I suppose we could call it. So, uh, and uh, having read through the book, and we're obviously going to go through it now, I could see why because there's a couple of fun elements that certainly we haven't encountered before in our games. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a werewolf scenario. Uh, so we've got some wolves, some werewolves that we're going to have to take on. Uh, so you got the you got your copy of the book there as well, Robert. I do, I do. Uh, first thing, I guess, just to, to touch on is the, the companion scenario, because it says, you know, right here at the start, it says the Rangers do not have access to their full complement of companions for this mission. And instead, we uh, we refer to our chart to see how many companions we could take. And uh, because there's the two of us, we could have one companion each. So... Mm-hmm. Um, it's been that long. I'm trying to think of my companions. I've got Boris the Barbarian. I've got um, Gunter. Benny the Vulture. Yeah, he's yours though, isn't he? You've got oh, Gunter. Oh, yeah, that's and right. 
We had Goatsey, but he died. Uh, son of Goatsey, I think he died too. <laughs> so he grandson did. of Goatsey. Has he been born yet? Probably not now. It's probably too late if it hasn't already happened. The um, Goatsey seniors had his um, had his semen. Is it cryogenically frozen? Is that the that the term for frozen semen? I can't believe we're on frozen semen already. <laughs> I was like, why are you asking me? <laughs> That's not my line of work. Not yet. No. Um, so yeah, we got we got one of our usual companions each, and then we have a couple of pages that detail the auxiliary companions that we're going to be taking along. And the idea behind this, as we're going to find out, is that one of them could potentially be the werewolf and they, they maybe just don't know it or they, they do know it and they're, they're kind of keeping it quiet. So do you want to read us through uh, the first one, Seb's bio, Robert? Yes, why not? Seb is a hulking bear of a man. He spent most of his life as a lumberjack in the forest of Nar. Once the shadow deep appeared, however, he shouldered his axe and joined up. He is very dishevelled looking and his clothes are badly torn. Yeah, I met a guy like that in Weatherspoons once. Once. Uh, <laughs> once, yeah. The second the second character, uh, the second auxiliary companion, Coven. Coven 19. Uh, Coven served in the Standard Army until he lost three fingers on his left hand in a knife fight. Must have been a right sharp knife that he had mm. been living in retirement for several years before the Shadow Deep appeared and he once again picked up his sword. He was probably holding the knife by the wrong end. <laughs> so he lost them. Cut his own fingers off. Anyway, Nicolan, the fifth son of an aristocratic family. I like him already. Nicolan failed at every trade his family set up for him. The coming of the Shadow Deep was almost a blessed excuse for him to escape from his family and strike out on his own. Nicolan is noticeably better dressed than the others and wears several expensive rings on his fingers. His smile is marred by a missing tooth. Uh, the fourth fourth companion uh, is Orla. At just 18 years old, Orla is young to be serving in the auxiliary but in this time of crisis, anyone who could shoot a bow or weld a sword is welcome to join. Despite her youth, striking red hair and slender build, Orla is an experienced hunter. So on page nine, Robert, do you want to just read us through uh, the, the, the little spiel here? Your captain summoned you in the middle of the night and gave you a letter that must be delivered to an army unit camped towards the northern end of the border with the Shadow Deep. With limited time to gather your companions, you set off immediately, racing through the rocky hills and valleys. You sped on through the dawn and stopped only briefly for a quick meal and rest before you set off again. Pushing your weary legs onwards, you watched as the sun slowly sank behind the hills. Thankfully, a full moon shone in the night sky and helped guide you onward. You were just about to call for another rest when you stumbled upon a small group of auxiliary troops huddled around a fire. The troops looked up at your approach and you saw hope alight on their grim faces. A tall man, well-dressed, stood up to speak for the group. Your arrival could not be more fortuitous as we gravely need your help. We are all that is left of a small garrison set to defend High Rock, a little village just over this hill. Last night a pair of werewolves descended on us. 
They tore through the village and the rest of our company. We did our best, but we were no match for them. We last saw them heading for the manor house. There might still be survivors, but without help, we have no chance. While you were loath to delay your task of delivering the letter, you could not ignore such a call for aid. So, um, just going on the next page there, we've got the miniatures list. For this mission, you'll need the following miniatures, and I've been painting stuff up over the last few months, so two werewolves, got five plus wolves, or grim wolves, got those, four giant rats, five giant flies, gonna do the partridge in a pear tree thing in a minute, I'm gonna... I was thinking that. Um... Giant snake. This is, now. This is um. This is curious because I've been through the book like six times and I can't find any giant snake. You know, being involved at all. But there is um a mention of a swamp zombie. I think this has maybe been a wee. Maybe maybe that was originally intended to be a giant snake and they've replaced it with a zombie and somebody's just forgot to edit it there. But oh, okay. Don't need don't need a giant snake. Um, you need an old man, a young girl, a young boy, and four auxiliary companions. And then we've got uh, details of the setup. So it's a two and a half by two and a half foot table, and uh, one corner of the table is where we'll enter the fray. Uh, you've got a barn set up. You've got a manor house set up. There's a pond, uh, a hay wagon. And a little wood as well. So there's plenty going on in the table. And the house and the barn are actually... They're divided into rooms. So you could actually go into the house. So this is a bit different from what we're used to. Uh, so I think how I'm going to do this, rather than having a, a, a model of a house sitting there, I'm just going to use uh, wooden blocks to lay out the... You know, a, 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 I guess 2D representation of the four rooms. And, yeah, boundaries. Uh, we'll just sort of move into them that way so i think that would make the most sense um the pond you've got a little boat there i think that these are clue markers too there's clue markers about the place little question marks and they're they're pretty well spread out across the table there so the special rules this is this is where that sort of lycanthrope cluedo comes in because each time we go to one of the clue markers so say we we find a, a clue outside, so we roll on the outside clue table. If we rolled a 13 to 16, it would say you discover a horribly mutilated corpse. However, some some of the marks don't seem to have the right number of claw marks. Increase the investigation score by two, and in brackets, Coven. So we obviously talked about him missing fingers, and mm. he's getting, you know, kind of, um, the evidence starts to point towards him. Each time there's a clue marker that you know has a sort of clue that that pertains to that. So the bottom line is, once one of these, if if or once one of these auxiliary companions, if their investigation score rises to ten, then you replace their miniature with a werewolf. So that obviously means that they were the lycanthrope this this whole time, uh-huh. and uh, then they obviously become hostile, and you have to you have to then take them on. So that's the bottom line. We're, we're we're navigating about the table. There's going to be enemies on the table, uh, namely wolves and giant flies. I think a couple of rats as well. So they're they're going to keep us busy. And then the whole time, it's very likely that you're going to encounter a werewolf as well at some stage. Uh, potentially two. There is, there is scope for two werewolves to pop up. So one of them is going to be your companion turning into one. But a, 
a Buckshee werewolf could also turn up as well. So you could, you know, there's a reasonable chance you could be fighting two werewolves. So, so in the bestiary, we have uh, Grimwolf, Werewolf. So that straight away there, the the wolves they're going to be they're going to be on you quite quickly, aren't they? Because they're a movement of eight, so yeah. they're going to be quite agile. Um, if you take a look at the werewolf there and uh, get a look at what we're up against, uh, movement six, fight four, armor twelve, will five, health eighteen. So they've got infection, regeneration, a silver allergy, plus two damage, and expert climber. So it's not going to be easy to take one of them down, is it? Yeah, they're pretty. They're like the toughest thing we've seen so far, apart from maybe the trolls, which weren't that tough because they were so big and cumbersome that you could stay away from them. Uh, these things, big, tough, and you cannot stay away from them because I think, what's our move, five on most players? Yeah, I think it's six for a lot of them, uh, but five for some, yeah. I I like Gunter with his big armor, I think. Might mm-hmm. be five, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, armor 12 as well. Like, I think our base armor is 10 for a lot of characters. Maybe what we should maybe we should maybe batter the companions before any of them change. You know, like get their get them all down to half health. Just kill them. <laughs> just just attack them immediately. Right. Listen, chaps. All right, and lady, uh, we we've seen the way the wind's blowing here, so we've got no recourse except to kill you all. Sorry. Or if we just did, if we didn't play the game at all, then we wouldn't <laughs> have to kill them. They wouldn't have to kill us. Everyone's a winner. <sighs> That's right. You know, ships are safest in the harbour, but that's not what ships are for, I suppose. Uh, your ranger could also get... You could get bitten and, and catch lycanthropy. Lic- Is that what you would call it? Lycanthropy? Lycanthropy. Yeah, it's like a medical procedure, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Did you ever... Uh, this is completely off topic. Well, almost off topic, but... Did you ever play that supplement for Skyrim, uh, the vampire one? Was it Donsgard or something like that? I don't know where I've pulled that from, but did, did you play that back in the day? I think I did, yes. Because I, uh, I, I became a vampire, and I was like, I think this was a couple of winters ago when it was like the depths of COVID, and I, I cracked Skyrim out again, uh, <laughs> and I was just playing it every night. And uh, my wife was sitting there being forced to kind of watch it, and I turned into a vampire and I kept, like, there was a way you could go and cure it. And I kept, uh, you know, putting it off and putting it off. And it got to the stage where, like, it becomes a really hard thing to cure. Just made me think of that there. I remember she was oh. saying, you need, to, you need to go and get this cured. Because you'd be speaking to somebody and, you know, you were still, like, in transition, I suppose. So you, you looked a wee bit funny and you got slightly wounded by the sun, but you weren't all the way there yet. And you would be speaking to somebody in one of the towns and they would just be like, ah, oh, you vile creature, you know, just out of the blue at you. That's um, right. Yeah, I helpful. remember that. Did you not have to go and find, like, different plants? I mean, a bit like the wolfsbane we've just talked about, like nightshade leaves and blood grass and stuff like that. I tell you Garlic. what, it wasn't, it wasn't even Skyrim wasn't Skyrim, it was Oblivion. It was Oblivion, yeah. Yeah, because it was the Count of Skingrad. What was his name now? It was it was like um, David Hasselhoff. That's Janus what I used to call Hasseldor. him. Yeah, Count, Count Hasselhoff um, <laughs> with a pair of red trunks on and uh, a cape. And a big, huge wall. 
And a car that talks. <laughs> yeah, so heady days in the world of oblivion. Um, yeah. Hi, maybe we'll start an Elder Scrolls podcast. We'll we'll promise to do that when they promise to actually release another game, which you know might happen in our lifetime. Probably not. Halfway through talking about Oblivion, one podcast. I remember Hero Quest. <laughs> um. I think that's that's really all we need to cover at this stage before we dive in and play the game. So uh, via the magic of audio, I suppose we could just transition to that immediately because uh, by the time I'm editing this, we will have played it. So Robert, we recorded our intro to this um, podcast. I'm laughing because I'm just thinking back to that. I think we were talking about Goatsy and how he might father kids from beyond the grave and that whole thing. So. Yes, we were. Uh, not the brightest moment for this podcast, but uh, Goatsy's not involved. There was, was actually a couple of things that I just wanted to quickly go over before we started rolling some dice so you could see in front of us here, the listener can't. You can, Robert, yep. hopefully, unless you've gone blind in between you driving here and walking through the door, which is possible. I lost an eye, but I'm here. So we have uh, the two and a half foot square set up there. We've got... Do you like my manor house? Talk the listener through it. Uh, yes, uh, there are walls on each side. It's uh, a square. Inside there are four rooms, um, some decorations in there, a couple of tables and bookcases and things, and that one looks like a weapons rack. And uh, also what I believe to be clues or tokens of some sort. Yeah, those wee Christmas presenty looking things. Yeah. The clues. So there's eight of those clues. On the table, uh, there's one up there in the ruin, which is supposed to be a barn, but I didn't have any barn terrain. Yeah. Uh, we've got one supposed to be floating on a boat in the pond there. Uh, we've got one in the woods down there, one on the wagon, and four in the, the manor house. Manor house, no roof, uh, no carpet either, actually, unless it's a very green carpet. Yeah. So not, not the best house for Scotland, I suppose. Maybe different in the Shadow Deep, but... Just imagining them opening their presence and inside is dirt. Just wet, really wet, green carpet and it's raining and the presence not that good anyway yeah. because it's probably some sort of mutilated corpse knowing this game. Um, there were a couple of things to point out in the special rules section. So in normal times, uh, because we've got a couple of crossbows in the team, we had a range of 24 inches. Uh, as you'll see here, possibly the maximum line of sight for this scenario is 14 inches because Ooh. it's uh, it's dark. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we've we've also not eaten our carrots. Yes. Um, none of the creatures will activate on the first turn of the game. After this turn, they will activate as normal. So you could see the only creatures that are really starting the game for the baddies. We've got three big flies up there at the ruin. We've yeah. got a lone wolf, quite literally. Um, we've got two rats, two giant rats over at the cart. But uh, I dare say we'll be joined by a host of other baddies throughout the, the course of the game. Yeah, bring it on. So uh, we've kind of talked through the way that the clue markers work. Some of the some of the clues that we unveil are going to give a score to one of our auxiliary companions and that could lead to the, the whodunit moment, the Scooby-Doo moment, where they peel off their skin and there's a big... Hairy wolf underneath. Yeah. Um, the pond counts as deep water, but I've I've brought Vinny, as you could see. So I think this is going to be Vinny's day. I think Back this in is the game. 
Uh, we'll talk about some tactics uh, soon. So we basically, we've got 13 event cards in the event deck. The bottom line is you refresh the deck if, if either the werewolves are still alive, if there's a werewolf still alive on the table, or our companions are still alive, we just refresh that deck and go again. And some of the cards you can't play again, so they just count as no event. Right. So, aye, that's basically it. Uh, one more wee bit, I suppose, to do your your normal reading. There's a little section in italics there. Following the lead of the four auxiliaries, you move quietly over the rocky hill and look down upon the dark village and looming manor house. Everything is shadows and gloom. Could be Scotland. For a moment, nothing seems to stir, no wind, no life. Slowly, though, as you study the darkness, you see movement near the manor house and decide to investigate. So there we are. We usually, or at least I usually, go into these games without any plan and usually <laughs> botch something pretty quickly. So if we look here down in the corner, we have Grub, your ranger, uh, and Count Gunther, your humble assistant. And then you're going to be taking uh, Nicolan, I think his name is, and Orla. So yeah. you've got you've got a, an archer with you. She's got a bow rather than a crossbow, so she doesn't need to take a action to reload. Ah. So you're going to be taking those two. Uh, potentially one of them could be the werewolf, obviously. So I've got a uh, Harold, Half-Orc and Vinny, and I'm taking Coven and Seb. So I've taken Seb. That gives me a bit of muscle that you kind of have anyway with, with Gunther. Coven seems a, a decent fighter too, and they've all got... They've all got special abilities that will come in handy sometimes with the clue tables, which I'm sure we'll, we'll encounter. Um, I've put some of these rocky things down and I, I didn't intend on them to be difficult terrain or that. It was just decoration, if you like. Just breaking up the grass a bit. So um, I'm thinking like, well, Vinny's obviously got a big advantage in that he could get about a bit. He could get into the pond, uh, check that clue out, knowing... Vinny's luck, that'll be a weapon that he then can't use. <laughs> um, but I'm reckoning if we... Well, first and foremost, and feel free to correct me if you think I'm wrong here, I think sticking at least your own guys together will be beneficial because when we have to fight a werewolf, they're going to be so powerful that having extra bodies around them will be... like You, you wouldn't want to fight one on your own, would you? Yeah, Even that would be a must. Yeah, uh, Gunter's going up front, that's for sure. So I think sticking together in your own wee group, with the exception being Vinny, he could, well, A, get about a bit to check out clues outside, and B, we could maybe use them to draw, I don't know, if you end up with loads of wolves, you could maybe use them to draw them away, right. uh, get them just close enough that they're following them, and then he could fly away. We'll see how that works. He'll be dead within a turn. Kite them. Probably. Um, and I was thinking, if you wanted to go... To the house, there's four clues in there. You've got a bit more muscle, I would say, so probably better in close confines. That said, you've got the you've got the range weapons as well, but um you obviously have to get to the, the house first. So yeah. Um it could be a detour to take out some of the flies. I don't know. Um wait, thoughts? Your thoughts? Well, I was gonna ask actually, uh Vinny T Vulture, what's his movement? It's uh, nine. Right. So it'd be nine and then four and a half and he's, if he's moving twice. Right, that's fine. Because I was going to say, if he can't see more than 14 inches, can he fly 14 inches uh, or 15 inches, let's say? Like, 
Is he not flying into darkness and all that kind a of stuff? A lamppost. Yeah, like something bright up ahead. Um, but yeah, no, that answers that question. Uh, I, I presume then for ease of, you know, getting through the day here, they can see, they know what's here, even if they can't see clearly enough to shoot someone that's more than 14 inches away. Yeah, aye. I mean, we, we know the lay of the land. I think it's just that, yeah, if there's the fog of something war. lurking. Yeah. Um, Un- unjustly, that uh, that range thing doesn't count for the beasties. I know they won't be moving in the first turn, but after that, they will be moving towards us, no matter how far away they are. The only exceptions of that is uh, what's inside the house could only see inside the house mm. and what's outside. So, for example, you're in the house there and there's a wolf here. He's not going to try and, you know rubbish uh, Mega Drive game style just walk through the wall and yeah. try and get you he's um, not going to be like what's that I hear somebody walking on indoor grass our question of the month for May 2024 is what rules have you created or adapted to improve your favourite gaming system this might be a homebrew rule or something you've ported over from another game the point is you tried it it worked well and you kept on using it Head on over to bedroombattlefields.com forward slash voicemail to submit your answer. That's bedroombattlefields.com forward slash voicemail. And now, back to the show. What was the video game where... Was, it was probably like the one of the fallouts or that, when they, when you're sneaking and somebody's uh, kind of alerted to you but not fully hostile. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, must be nothing. You know, you've got the cloak of invisibility and you're right next to him oh, and he just walks away. I think Oblivion, you could shoot someone in the head and if it didn't kill them and you stayed hidden, they'd be like, oh, it must have been the wind. Hi. They've got an arrow <laughs> sticking out their ear. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> uh, all right then. Um, good that we've got a, a mention for Oblivion in before starting <laughs> and uh, I guess we should bash on and roll some dice, kill some wolves. Yeah, let's shoot some flies. Right, Robert. The kettle is boiled. The coffee's poured. We're just uh, we're just sitting back and and looking at what's taking place so far, aren't we? Yeah, having a look at what's brewing. Haha. <laughs> so um, good, good. Uh, just wanted to start off. I mean, one of the very first things that happened, Harold Hafort, my ranger, uh, he just stepped forward, and there was a wolf outside the woods over there, and he put a he put an arrow right down its throat, didn't he? So he's wearing a nice fur coat now. Yeah, the wolf was there just sniffing another wolf's shit that had been left behind, just minding his own business, and now he's dead. hope you're happy. So then we had um, Orla. She got an early kill under her belt. She shot a fly, uh, those flies up at the ruin. Uh, then our, I think with our first event deck, we got a werewolf up in those same ruins. So that yeah. wasn't a great start, getting that werewolf. I suppose you're going to encounter them anyway, so arguably maybe it was a good start. Uh, Vinny, he did what I brought him to do. He flew over into the pond and he found a clue. What did Vinny find again? It was a corpse with was, um. Oh yeah, he, the sword. He, no, no, he found a corpse and it led to. So our auxiliaries uh, for the listener, Coven at the moment's got two investigation points. Seb's got two. Nicolan's got three. Uh, Orla's got none. So first one of them to get to ten, basically. 
That's the lycanthrope Cluedo, I think I called it, isn't it? So, yeah, they go through the change. So Vinny found a corpse in the pond. Nicolan, he found a silver sword, which gives him plus two fight and plus two damage against the werewolf. So we ended up with a bit of a stramash up there, didn't we? You had a cluster of... Uh, your your heroes and they were fighting two flies and a werewolf and you were you were rolling pretty badly for a wee while, weren't you? I was rolling uh, for all intents and purposes a d6, it would seem, for the re- results I was getting. Yeah, um, but it's starting to come good again, you know. Uh, it looked pretty bad at one point because um, I mean Nicolani's down to eight health, um, so he's taking a bit of a a bit of a beating and then you had like the werewolf and two flies they were teaming up uh, Gunther managed to kill one of the flies step in and then you just um, I think Grub came in he gave the werewolf a big kick up the bomb the two flies were dead but then and the werewolf was down to five health but the problem is they regenerate on their next activation yeah. so basically you had this um, situation where Orla could step in and try and kill him because if she didn't the werewolf was back to full health again at the next turn um, and then what happened Robert? Well Orla wasn't for waiting and uh, she's good with a bow but she's also got a light dagger and she just ran in there and stabbed it in the in the guts I was supposed to say the balls why, <laughs> why does it have to, why do we have to go there every time but yeah uh, Orla got in and did the job before the uh, werewolf started to regenerate. So yeah, that's uh, that. That werewolf is now dead. The only, the only way the other werewolf can now appear is via one of the auxiliaries becoming them. So if we draw an event card now and it says werewolf, it will say. But if your werewolf event card's already been played, it's just a wolf that will appear on the table instead. Bro, um, I'm worried because. I've known for some time now that it's going to be Nicolan that becomes the werewolf because he's got the silver he's sword. He's got the silver sword, yeah. Um, on the other hand, he has weakened. He, what did he start off with? He's down to, was it 13 he's health? He's down to 8 it? health. He's down to 8 now. So maybe we'll just keep chipping away at him, throwing rocks at his head just to so that when he does change, it's not too much of a hassle. He's just a guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's been a few flies popping out and stuff we've managed to kill them although sometimes make harder work than we need to Um, there are just looking at the table we've got two remaining clue markers outside we've got one down in the woods but Harold's on his way we've got one up in the ruin but Vinny is basically almost there we know that we know that a wolf or something is going to just jump out of that and maul him don't we yeah but uh, he has like I say he did what I brought him here for and then the house um, we've got Seb standing at the door there. He's either going to pick the lock or break it. He's going to break it, isn't he? So yeah. looks like the whole the whole family could be heading towards the house. And I dare say, in those tight confines, it's going to get quite claustrophobic if if there ends up being several wolves in there. It's going to be a bug hunt, you know, using the motion detector from aliens, like, uh, and it gets faster. And then you think, wait, eight meters? That's inside the door. And then they look up on the roof and there it is. There's a werewolf, woo-woo-woof, nearly said, crawling towards them. I like that film. Yeah, a lot of, lot of mutilated corpses were found. You know, every clue marker, every event card, it's always, and a mutilated corpse. But I suppose that's what happens when there's several wolves running around. I think Vinny the Vulture, like I was saying as well, he is a vulture. And he's like, oh, look, guys, another dead body that I'm going to investigate thoroughly by eating <laughs> half of it. Yeah. He's having the time of his life. <laughs> He's put on about nine stone. <laughs> he can't fly anymore. Yeah. Type 2 diabetes. 
but mind you, the blood sugar won't be spiked by eating uh, mutilated corpses, will it? Cause Protein. Well, it depends what he's eating, I guess. Ketogenic diet. Anyway, um, on that note, let's uh, let's get back to it. So a bit of a bit of an anticlimax here, Robert. Um, we appear to have arrived at a a bit of a snag, to say the least. Yeah, all the clues have been unravelled, unfurled, opened, unboxed, you might say, uh, and we've dealt with whatever's happened so far. There are no more clues. There are no more monsters that we can see. All that we have are event cards. And so all I think we can do is take our turns, go outside, make sure we've all got line of sight on each other. And as the event cards unfold, eventually we'll get another werewolf, I think. And then we kill that second werewolf to end the game. But at this point, we don't know. And we've looked through the rule books, both PDF and physical copy, to see how we can continue to increase the investigation score for the auxiliary characters, Coven, Seb, Nicolan, and Orla. And we are stumped by that. We don't know. We've even looked online, haven't we, and seen reviews and people saying, oh, yeah, Nicolan or Coven ended up being the werewolf. But we cannot see how to do that, how to keep increasing it. The only way we can see to increase investigation score is via the clues, which are all spent. Yeah, so there was eight clue markers. Uh, and first and foremost, I should say, the likelihood is that we are massively missing some here because, like, I've <laughs> I've not seen like, and there are loads of reviews of Blood Moon out there, and they're all positive, and I've not uh, watched or or read through any of them. But if the game was broken, that would be you know it would have been uh, pointed out and fixed by now. Yeah. Um. So you need to get so you you can't get the second werewolf on the table via your event cards because. It'll always say uh, if the werewolf has already been placed due to a random event, place a oh, wolf instead. Right. Um, so the only way to get the second werewolf on the table is to get one of the auxiliaries up to 10. That could only be done via the clue markers. There are eight clue markers. We've picked them all up. Uh, so we've got Coven at two points, Seb on four points, Nicolan on five points, Orla on three points. Now, I went through the, the clue markers. You could only get Seb to four. You could only get Nicolan up to four. You could only get Coven up to five. And you can only get Orla up to three. That's with all the clue markers if you you know if you opened all the, the correct ones. So we're something's either wrong in the copy that I've got or we're massively missing something here because yeah. we we can't get them to ten, therefore we can't unveil the werewolf, therefore we can't complete the game. Um, There's not some rule where every turn, every auxiliary character goes up by one investigation. Yeah, if there is, I've missed it, and I've I've looked I've, through it. I've twice. read through this book numerous times. Um, I, I feel like we'll we'll look back on this with egg on our face. I, I, I can't help but feel that. But at the at this moment in time, I'm thinking I just I, I can't I really can't see what. Um, What's gone wrong? Yeah, there's going to be um, font size 24 somewhere on a page saying, remember to add one <laughs> investigation per character. Or you had to spill your tea on a page for it to appear. Oh, yeah, um, on a certain day of the year under Moonlight. The only way for us really to conclude it now is just say, okay, Nicola, and he had the most points, he's the werewolf. But by that time, like we've, we've got so many people in that house you would kill the werewolf in one shot because you're Aye. just getting plus two for everyone. It's a beatdown. Um, 
it would just be a complete roasting, for lack of a better term. I always um, like talking about the Royal Rumble in the wrestling when it was either Hawk or Animal ran in the Royal Rumble packed ring and he just runs around hitting everybody once and they all look round at him and then just like stand on his head and that and like, aye, sit down, son. And that's what's going to happen here. Nicolan, he's going to run into the ring. Aye, I'm a werewolf, by the way. And they're like, aye, how are you, aye? And that'll aye, be it. We've, we've even we've found the two kids. There's a wee boy, there's a wee girl which we found rather than finding actual baddies to fight uh, and they're just sort of kicking about now doing nothing everyone's doing nothing we we're doing nothing they're doing nothing take it out on them yeah you know? that's what they did in those days aye you're going up that chimney aye but um, aye I mean we'll have to we'll have to end the game because there's nothing more to be done we'll have to both go back to our respective dwellings and access the internet and see if yeah. to get to the bottom of it that somewhere something's gone wrong somewhere the likelihood is it's our fault but at this moment in time I'm stumped maybe there wasn't a werewolf within us and the real enemy is the um, the fear of communism could be that and you know could we're all looking that. at each other pointing you know like uh, McCarthyism and so on it's uh, you know what's the play The Crucible you ever read that not read that no uh, it's um, what's his name not Arthur Miller? Yeah. And it's about everybody accusing each other of being a witch in Salem. And it's basically a metaphor in McCarthyism. Maybe that's what it is. And actually, the real treasure at the end was our friendship and peace be because that. we didn't need to fight anymore. Um, I don't know. Reds under the bed. It was just mutilated <laughs> corpses. Found a lot of them, to be fair. Found a lot. I mean, Vinny. Vinny's had a great day. He actually killed a rat as well. Rat Aye. attacked him. He killed it. Uh, he's ate so much. He's he's looking really happy down there. Blood and grease all over his feathers. Big smile on his beak. Um, everyone else has, has had a pretty miserable experience, but he's happy. Ah, he's like he's coming out of Cosmos, the Buffy place. You know, he can't get out the door. He is actually in the house now, which is controversial. Like I was saying when we were playing, like, I don't yeah. know that you'd want him in the house. He's flapping around, there's feathers everywhere. He's upsetting the curtains and books falling off the shelves. And it's nearly he's Christmas as well. Head. Imagine all the decorations and the tree, they're all getting torn to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he's a good boy. But I, I mean, I'm, uh, I've been looking forward to this game for months. I've painted all the miniatures. Never even got the second werewolf on the table. Never got one. One of the wolves was on the table, and he got shot in the very first turn. So I've got all these wolves that they're just sitting there. Uh, another werewolf, he never appeared, and uh, it's just all. I mean, I, I was enjoying it, and then it just seemed to get weirdly quiet, and then this happened. Aye, and. Uh, if it was a video game, it'd be like, it's not this way, is it? We're not going the right way because there's no monsters to fight. Yeah. You want to go where suddenly there's monsters, there's dramatic music, and you've just found a load of health potions and bonuses, and you're like, this is it. We're going the right way now. But yeah, sadly, we're down the wrong corridor somewhere, somehow. It's a strange one. I like the scenario. I mean, well, let's look at the positives. It was a great little scenario. I like the... Uh, the little bit of jeopardy of not knowing who the werewolf is, we still don't know. Uh, maybe it's not a full moon. I don't know. Well, the thing is, I mean, you, you you can't blame the game for the lack of action on the table up to this because we, we just drew the wrong, if you like, cards. Like, yeah. there were so many opportunities to draw a card with a wolf or something. That would have kept fights happening. It would have meant the creature phase was actually a thing, which it's not been for a long time. And if we'd known about this quirk in advance, I would have just said, okay, let's make... 
let's make the investigation points treble what it says there. Yeah. So, you know, we, we would have now had a werewolf um, yeah. by this stage. But we, I don't know. Despite me having read through the book, I never noticed that before. Um, it'll all become clear, I suppose. We'll either find out that we have the wrong book or we'll find out that we've missed the page that has all the, the secrets on it. <laughs> it's all folded up inside or something. Yeah. Okay, so as you, as you heard there, we were flailing about in the dark trying to figure out what was going on here, speculating about all sorts of things, even uh, speculating whether or not the, the book was wrong. You know, there was a typo or a mistake or something like that. But let's just look back at the particular line as it is written. Many of the results on the clue tables will contain a note that looks like this. Increase investigation score by 2, and in brackets, SEB. Players should keep a running tally of their investigation score during this scenario. If they ever uncover a clue that pushes their investigation score to 10 or higher, they should immediately replace the auxiliary companion listed in that note with a werewolf. So when I got home after our game, I popped a wee message on the Rangers of Shadow Deep Reddit, which is a very good page for keeping up to date with the game, and uh, I just asked the question, and uh, you know, I admitted that I was fairly certain we'd made the mistake, we'd misinterpreted something, and that was actually correct, surprise, surprise. So big thanks to Cthulhu Maximus, which is a great name, who says the points are cumulative across all of your characters, each one doesn't have a separate score. So the investigation score is singular, you know, it's not an investigation score for Coven, another investigation score for Orla and so on because there simply isn't enough points to get to 10 in that case. So Big Cthulhu says when the scenario says increase your score by 2 in brackets Seb it doesn't mean Seb's score increases by 2 it means the total for the entire group goes up by 2 and if it reaches 10 Seb turns into the werewolf. So it's that cumulative effect. It's basically a game of Jenga isn't it? Like it doesn't matter what's come before it's it's who basically uh, who, who gets to 10 becomes the werewolf. And that makes total sense on hindsight. Um, because, you know, not that werewolves are real-life things, but I'd imagine it's not like a gradual transformation. You know, you're not like, oh, it, you know, Coven is becoming very werewolf-like. He's not quite there yet, but we'll wait and see. You know, I'd, I'd imagine it's, it's much more of a sudden thing. So although there are little clues, little red herons, it isn't until you actually get to 10 and then you're like, well, you know, there you go, there's the werewolf and, and maybe that character hadn't even been suspected before. So, yeah, now that now that I understand it, it makes total perfect sense uh, and is definitely a better way of doing it. It's just, I think, you know, I, I maybe think it wasn't written quite clear enough. Uh, that combined with the fact that we're not both the sharpest tools in the box as well, I think it was a bit of a perfect storm here. But back on the Reddit, Moist Trust 4135 which is another excellent name, Moist Trust, uh, it says, I think a lot of people find it very confusing as there's always comments on Facebook about it. So not just us, that's kind of reassuring as well. So um, yeah, it'd be maybe an idea in a future iteration of the book if a couple of wee things were being fixed just to word that a bit better. Um, but hopefully, you know, if you've not played the scenario here, it's it's uh, saved you for, for going down the same route. So we'll get back to that and we'll, we'll actually play it through and we'll get one of the auxiliaries turned into a werewolf this time and hopefully manage to take them down. I am thinking of making it slightly harder. I'm in two minds about this because as, as you heard throughout our report uh, in real time, the cards we drew made it so easy because we would, we just weren't getting extra wolves on the table. So my hesitation in making it more difficult is, 
you know, let's stick another wolf on the table at the start, and then suddenly you've got um, loads of them on the table, so it could then become too difficult, so I'm not sure, I'm not sure, we should probably just play it as it's meant to be played for now, um, and just accept it the last time, you know, every card we pulled out was like, have another civilian, um, or, you know, now and then when we did get a baddie on the table, it was a fly, or I think a rat, and they're, they're obviously a lot easier to kill than, than things like wolves and werewolves. So um, head on over to bedroombattlefields.com and you'll see all the pictures from our game, uh, some which I had to create fictitiously because like I say we just didn't have the, the relevant models on the table at that point but you'll see the table we had set up, uh, in particular you'll see what I did to create the manor house because this was a, a unique one for us, some we hadn't encountered before which was a combination of outdoor and indoor and how you were, you know, I didn't really have... Um, the correct uh, model to, to simulate going into a house. It was something I had to kind of create with wooden blocks and doors from Dungeon Saga and that, but I think it worked pretty well. I think it worked pretty well. Just a shame that when we got in the house, we were all just standing there with a drink in our hands and nothing to do. But it'll be different next time, of course, and I'll keep you posted on how that one goes. Alright then, that's just about it for this episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. Thanks as always for listening. Please follow or subscribe on your listening app of choice and all that jazz. And I look forward to getting together with you again on the next episode.